I love this team of people. They refresh my soul. You know, Dustin and I are totally different. I mean totally different. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. No, no uh, but I, I love him so much. And I appreciate the gifts and the authority that he steps into the pulpit with. I mean, it's just, it's, it's phenomenal. And we just receive that. And you know, you guys know how frustrated I've been about this building not being built. <laughs> and um, they get over here and they start talking about the foundation is not finished. But God is, you know, God is finishing the foundation. And, um, and when we were in the car together, he said, Pastor, he said, there's a reason that foundation hasn't been finished yet. And it's for this reason. Because we needed to bring this message to this church that the foundation is being finished and the building will be built. And so we just receive that in Jesus' name. Amen. So I'll quit banging my head because it's getting sore. Amen. Turn to your Bibles to um, Romans chapter 15. I'm going to begin with verse 16. I, I will tell you, I probably read this scripture 20 to 30 times because I just wasn't getting it. And, and I just like, Lord, what are you wanting to show me here? And he spoke to my heart and he said, read it out of the ESV. And so, you know, I, I usually read out of the New King James and preach out of the New King James. But today I want to read this um, because I think it's a little clear um, out of the ESV. I'm going to start with verse 16 in chapter 15. It says, To be a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles in the priestly service of the gospel of God, so that the offering of the Gentiles may be acceptable, sanctified by the Holy Spirit in Christ Jesus, then... I have um, reason to be proud of my work for God, for I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me to bring the Gentiles to obedience by word and deed, by the power of signs and wonders, by the power of the Spirit of God, so that from Jerusalem and all the way to Elycrium, I have fulfilled the ministry of the gospel of Christ, and thus I make it my ambition to preach the gospel not where Christ has already been named, lest I build upon someone else's foundation. But as is written, those who have never been told of Him will see, and those who have never heard uh, will understand. This is the reason why I have so often um, been hindered from coming to you. But now, since I no longer have any room for work in these regions, and since I have longed for many years to come to you, I hope to see you and passing as I go through Spain, and to be helped on the journey, um, thereby, um, once I have enjoyed your company for a while. I want to bring a sermon to you, actually just probably part of a sermon, I've titled this, Seven Habits of Faithful Stewards. Seven Habits of Faithful Stewards, and uh, we will not get through it, uh, so we'll just do where, where he tells us to stop, Okay. Jesus, we just come before you today. We're so thankful that the Word of God is powerful. Lord, it has the ability to change us, to correct us, Lord, to keep us, Lord, in the right path, God. And 
So Lord, we accept, Lord, everything that you want to have said to us this morning. We just yield ourselves to the Holy Spirit to speak through us. And I pray, Lord, that this would be fertile ground, God. That everyone has prepared their heart in worship to receive what you want to say to us. So Father, I thank you. I pray, Lord, let the words of my mouth and the uh, meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. For you are my rock and my redeemer. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Dustin and I talked yesterday just a few minutes and and he said, you know, how are we, how are we going to do this? I said, I don't really know. Uh, you just do your thing and I'll do my thing. I, I have confidence in the Holy Spirit that He is able to take two men and blend the message because the Holy Spirit has one message, right? He's not chaotic. He has one message and um, and I think that you're going to see um, the unity of what was brought to you already. So uh, the first thing that I see in um, um, faithful stewards is all of our gifts, talents, and abilities must be sanctified by the Holy Spirit. You know, you may be the smartest person in the room, but still yet you need to be sanctified by the Holy Spirit to do what God has called you to do. And to find the total joy that He has for your life. You know, he asked me yesterday, how is church going? That's that's probably one of the hardest questions that anybody ever asked me. How's your church doing? I'm, I'm the last to know. You know, ask the Lord, he'll tell you. But I, I told him, I said, we've been in a state of revival since March. Since you know when? Since we decided to do what God said to do. Go. Go. Go to the streets. Go to the highways and the byways. Go on out there. And we did that in March. See, the greatest gift that this team has brought to this church is raising up a person in this church and putting that anointing upon them to lead us to the streets. And it ain't me. I had a lady come to me the other day, a few months ago, and she said, she said, uh, Eric, she said, I had a, had a dream, I believe it was from the Lord. And she said, I saw you in this dream running back and forth trying to do this and trying to do that and just working, 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 trying to do everything. And she said, the more you work, the more the church diminished. And she said, it was just falling apart. And she said, you can't do everything yourself. Now, if you know me, that's sort of my personality. I'm not a good delegator. But this team comes in, lays their hand on per- one person, calls him Gideon, <laughs> and Dale took the burden, took the, not burden, took the, the calling to lead us to the streets. And we've been going every month since then. And when you do what God tells you to do, it's, it's amazing at the joy that's there. But, you know, we, every one of us have gifts and callings of God. We, we all have a talent inside of us, but that talent is not good enough just just there alone, right? It's got to be, you know, the Bible said that they that brought the Gentiles and had the Gentiles... Do you know what? Sanctified is a good old Christian term, right? But it means set apart. Set apart for a holy work. So you may be a nurse in this building. You could be a doctor, a welder, a lawyer, a teacher. And all those skills are wonderful. But when they when the hand of God touches it, then it becomes divine. 
then you can do far. Our pastor used to say, we are natural and God is supernatural. But when God adds His super to your natural, then you can accomplish supernatural things, right? So we need to allow the Lord to sanctify our gift. Say, well, I, I, I just don't have one. Yes, you do. You're lying to yourself. See, if you say you don't have a gift, then you're calling God a liar. God's not a man that He should lie. Every one of us, you know, in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, he says this, he said, Let a man so consider us as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it's required in stewards that one be found faithful. A steward is one who manages, that's not Bible, but a steward is one who manages the affairs of another. In Matthew chapter 25, Jesus taught this parable, and he said this master, this person who owned a great deal of property, he was going away on a long trip, and he called his servants together, and he says, you guys need to manage the affairs of the house, manage the affairs of the farm, or whatever it is, the business. And he says that he gave one person five talents, he gave another three, and he gave one one talent. Now a talent was a huge amount of money. I think one talent was like 75 pounds of silver. So it was extremely valuable. And then the Bible tells what those guys did. And most of you know this story, but the one guy did not know his master very well. You know which one that was? It's the guy that had one talent. The guy that was given one thought his master was hard. Thought his master was stingy. Thought his master was looking to punish him and not to love him. Right? You know we live in a world that thinks the Lord is mean? That thinks he's wanting to correct them all the time and strike them with a thunderbolt if they mess up? And it's the original lie. You know, God placed Adam and Eve in the garden and he blessed them. Satan comes along. He says, he's not given to you. He's withholding from you. And what they do, they bought the lie. They bought the lie. Well, I want to be like him. You know, I want to be like God. I want to know good and evil. Worst thing that ever happened to mankind. But the guy who did not know went and hid his talent. You know, I I think so much of the time, that's the church. So much, what, what if, what if all of us took this mandate that the Lord was saying, you are the army of God? Right? What if, what if every person in this room took that serious and said, Lord, we are an army? You know, when, when God asked me to, to start this church in Paris, I, I did some research, started looking up, and I found out there's 200 churches. At that time, there's 200 churches in Paris. And I said, God, why do you need 201? It just doesn't make sense. You know, there's 200 places, but there wasn't a bridge. There wasn't a church like this. Now, I'm not condemning any other churches. I, I praise God for every one of them. And I pray every one of them would be full. But there's something specific that this body is going to bring to this town. And I believe it's, I believe it's deliverance. I believe it is the chains that are going to break. But we can't do it in our own power. We have to be sanctified, set apart by the Holy Spirit for that specific work. Amen. God is not looking for our talent. He's looking for our obedience. 
Will you be obedient? Will you use what God places in your hand? The second thing I noticed was stewards glory in the work that Christ is doing in you. When I first read this, I thought Paul was bragging on himself and it really disturbed me. I thought I, I missed that little one, two little words in you, Christ in you. And it just bothered me. I thought this is not Paul. This is not, this is not what he teaches. And that's why I had to go to the ESV and read it a little bit different. You know, have you ever met a Christian that couldn't take a compliment? We don't know what to do with it. Because we walk in this false sense of humility. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't me. Yes, it was. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was you. You baked that cake. You preached that sermon. You sang that song. And you did a good job. What do you do? Thank you. Thank you. God used me. Praise the Lord. That's what Paul said. Paul said, he put something in my heart that nobody else has done. God called me to go to a Gentile nation that had never heard the gospel. And I glory in the work that he did. And you know what? You know what really sealed it for me? Is when he says, because it was the signs and wonders and miracles. You see, I don't do signs, wonders, and miracles. You don't do signs, wonders, and miracles. Jesus does signs, wonders, and miracles. So he wasn't bragging on himself. He was saying, when I became obedient, God added his super to my natural, and great things were accomplished, and these people begin to believe in the gospel of Christ. Now the word will be true for you, the same as it was for Paul. Right? One of the things that, that he drilled in our head last time, when you go, the Word says these signs will follow them. So when we go to the streets, we should expect that God is going to do great things. You know, the church wants all the, all the signs, wonders, and miracles right here in the storehouse. And God says, if you go out that door, <laughs> I'll go with you and I'll add my super to your natural. Tree was telling me yesterday when, when they went out, she said, Ella started talking and prayed for a lady. And, and Treva said, I just sat back and thought, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. There a little 17 year old girl just preaching the gospel in prayer. Right? You know, you know what we're limited by? This is what limits us. Have you ever, have you ever thought about what could God do with me if I totally said I'm all in? Amen. What will God do with me if I remove all the hindrances? God, if you want me to look like a fool, I'll look like a fool. If you want me to stand in the back of my truck and preach, I'll stand in the back of my truck and preach. Right? <laughs> so what would happen if a whole church said, count me in. Count me in. Because I want to see the glory of God. You know, the third thing I notice, you know, the Bible tells us that God gives us the desires of our heart. You know why I believe He can say that? It's because He places that desire in your heart. Right? 
See, I don't think that the Lord is talking about driving a certain car or living in a certain house. I believe God is saying deeper things, more spiritual in nature. You see, Paul said, I've got a calling on my heart to go someplace where nobody's ever been. Never preach the gospel to these people. Where did that come from? God placed that on his heart. And then God fulfilled it. That's the word coming around about, right? Do you know, I I believe God does that for each one of us. See, I I think a lot of times when you're a child, you have this dream. You You have this thing in your heart that you see yourself doing in life. And some well-meaning adults come in and say, you can't do that. You're not smart enough. Well, you ain't ever been to school. Have you ever been to seminary? <laughs> My pastor used to say cemetery. <laughs> they teach you, teach you death. <laughs> you know what? It doesn't take all that. What it takes is the anointing. It takes the Spirit of God. And a person that will dedicate themselves. In 1 Peter chapter 4, it says this, As each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as the good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracle of God. In other words, quit giving your own opinion. Start asking the Lord to speak through you. You know, the Lord said, that he, he gave us a promise. He said, if you go out, I'll fill your mouth. You don't have to worry about that. You don't have to think about it. You just allow the Holy Spirit. And say, Pastor, is it awkward? Oh, golly, is it awkward. <laughs> you know, I find that it's not just awkward for me, it's awkward for pretty much anybody. And you can't stop when you want to stop. Because when you want to stop, it's usually, you know, you get scared or something happens. Well, this ain't going very good. You know, and you just want to stop. You want to run back to the car. Here, take ten bags of gum. I'm just going to go, I'm going home and tell them I gave them all away. <laughs> but if you just keep pushing in a little bit, and a lot of times it's in the prayer where God identifies something. It's funny, you start praying for people and you say, it's here, come down their cheek. And you know, Holy Spirit just identified something in their life. You know, there's a story in the Old Testament. How many remember King Uzziah? King Uzziah was a great king, a righteous king, did everything right. In chapter 26, 2 Chronicles chapter 26, verse 5 says this, As long as King Uzziah sought the Lord, he prospered. Come on, I want you to stay with me. King Uzziah died as a leper. You know why? Because he let pride fill his heart. See, I've often heard it said that if Satan can't get you to sin, he'll try to get you proud that you're not sinning. If he can't capture you in a fault, then he'll try to fill your heart with how wonderful you are. Praise be to Jesus. It's all about Him, right? I, I want you to... Would you just put your name in there? As long as Larry sought the Lord, he prospered. Will you say it with me? As long as Eric sought the Lord, he prospered. Folks, that's the key. If we'll keep seeking God with all of our heart, then we will prosper because that's what the Lord, that's the army the Lord is looking for. 
the army that the Lord is looking for will listen to the voice of God and then go do it. That's the word believe. Yes, I believe. I, I get it mentally and I'll do it. Right? I will do what the word says. God is going to lay some things on your heart and then he'll complete it. It says, if anyone ministers, let him do it with the ability which God supplies, that in all things God may be glorified through Christ Jesus, to whom belongs the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. You know, today's churches, some of them are growing. You know how they're growing? Listen to me closely. Most of them are growing through transferred growth. See, a new church comes to town, does things just a little different, has a little different spark. And all the people that's been in these other churches for 40 years leave their church and they go to that church and we celebrate. Woo, did you see that church growing? But how many souls are you winning? You see, the Lord didn't say, go win the Baptist. Go win the Methodists or the Presbyterians. Now, we'll take them. (laughs) You want to come in? Come on in. But God told us, go win the lost. He came to seek and to save the lost. And then he says this, and this has really been ministering to me lately, that he came to destroy the works of the devil. You know how God destroys the work of the devil? In you. See, when he puts his hand upon you, he says, here's one that's not going to be destroyed by the devil. Why? Because somebody brought the gospel of Jesus Christ to him. His life was changed forevermore. All of a sudden, the work of darkness is no longer king in his life. So God wants to use this church as an army not to win the Baptists, bless God. The Baptists do the greatest job of winning people to the Lord. Yes, absolutely. God wants us to get the drunkard, the lost, the pedophile, you mean you, they can be saved? Absolutely can be. <laughs> There's people in this town that have done awful things. And the grace of God is there to save their soul. But how will they believe if they have not heard? <laughs> Isn't it amazing what we have deemed church? We have deemed church as coming together. Let's get in our four walls and let's celebrate. But we never took it out. But when you take it out, when you take it out these doors, I'm telling you, the mighty, the mighty presence of God begins to happen. God does great things. One last thing I want to talk to you, and then I'll be quiet. And um, he said, um, you know, <laughs> I always get an amen at that point. <laughs> the, um, I'm talking about stewards today. People that have been given talents by the Lord, and were called to use them for His kingdom's sake. And he says this, he said, man, have I wanted to come to you. I, I forever, you know, Paul never went to Rome. He said, boy, I did. I wanted to, though. He says, but I've been hindered. <laughs> I've been hindered. 
I haven't been able to get to you. Now, Christians, we have this mentality. When God calls us to do something, everything works out right. Oh, if, if I marry the right person, oh, it's all roses and honey. Boy, I mean, it's just, are you crazy? you marry the right person you still put the boxing gloves on you know you just learn you learn how to love each other right and it comes through conflict see christians we ought to expect the hindrances you know why because it's in the hindrances that we grow now now i want you to think of this aren't you thankful that paul never made it to rome because if he had done like I am doing today, he, he rolled over to Rome and he stood in front of them and he taught and nobody recorded it. But because he couldn't get there, he wrote him a letter. It's the greatest book of doctrine that we have because he was hindered. Probably thinking it was the devil and it was probably God saying, no, I don't want you to go. I want you to write to him. Because if you write to him, it will forever be there right so it got me thinking what am i assuming is the devil working in my life when i talk about banging my head against the wall buddy you cannot believe the the torment i have went through i have just you know i told you that joke the other day about you just keep pulling on that lawnmower and that cussing may come back to you well i'm going to tell you a cussing almost came back to me a few times as i kept calling that guy where are you you said you couldn't do it because of rain we got 10 days with no rain where are you bless god i didn't say that aren't you thankful but inside i was so But what if that hindrance was God all along? I've been frustrated at God. I've been mouthing off to God. Where maybe I just need to say, oh, this is so hard. Thank you. (laughs) It ain't in me, I promise you. It's not in me to say thank you, Lord, for a year delay. That ain't in me. But if it's God, I'm trying to get you to change your thinking today. You know, the Bible says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And the things that have been frustrating you may be God trying to teach you something. Right? Maybe God is developing character. That word was given. God is developing character in you. Because right now, if you go into the calling of God, you're going to mess it up. Because your character's not there. See, the Bible says, in your patience, possess you your soul. 
And in your patience, the work of God is perfected. Your character is perfected. So I really believe that it was the Holy Ghost that hindered Paul. It wasn't Satan. He might have thought it was Satan. It was the Holy Spirit. And I really believe that I can stand here today and talk to you and say the thing that you think has been Satan working in your life is the Holy Spirit putting the brakes on for you so that you'll learn something. So what we need to do is say, God, (laughs) I don't know what you want me to learn about a foundation that's taken a year to pour. (laughs) But Lord, I'm all ears. Teach me. Teach me. And I'm not banging my head against the wall no more. I'm just going to say the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. And in your time, you'll complete the work, right? Right? I have a promise from God that says that what God starts, He completes. He completes it. He doesn't leave unfinished work. And I believe when He completes us, He takes us home. Right? You know, (laughs) when a child of God dies, it's never a loss. It's never a loss. Do we grieve? Yeah, we grieve for us. But I promise you, they wouldn't come back to you. It's celebration. It's joyful. So let's all of us think about, God, what do you want to teach me? In this season of my life, what am I supposed to be learning? Why is there a hindrance in my soul? Why are you stopping me in in some area of my life? Why am I frustrated in this area? God, I submit it to you. Teach me what you want to what what you want me to learn in this season. I believe that this is one of the greatest, highly effective habits that we could learn from the Scripture. Is instead of being frustrated, start yielding it to God. Say, God, why is the brakes on? Why are why are we being hindered here? Why are we stopping here? What can I learn? What character are you trying to teach me? so that we can move forward. Amen. Would you stand with me? <clears throat> you know, we're going to get better than the Catholics, up and down, roundabout. <laughs> I know you've been to the altar twice already, but I really believe this is very significant. I believe that you need to come to the altar. I believe the altar is the place of death. I believe when you come here, you're saying, God, Lord, one of those thoughts, one of those points minister to me. I believe it was the hindrance. And I submit that to you. I'm going to tell you, I'm down here. I'm down here right here. Brother Dave, I know you've got to be down with me because we just excite ourselves about this foundation. <clears throat> what does the Lord want to teach me in the hindrances that I've been facing. Would you come, just ask the Lord to reveal to you what character is is short in my life that you want to improve in. Now as these people come, you got your act together, you come and pray for them. Amen.
Father, we surrender our hearts to You. Lord, You see the frustration of our life. Lord, what we thought was the enemy is likely You. And Father, we pray right now, God, forgive us. Forgive us, Lord, of of all the things that we have said ignorantly. We ask, Lord, that You remove them from our life. God, remove them, Lord, from, from any part of us. And God, we submit our heart to You right now fully, Lord, for the move of God, for the sanctification of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we ask You, Lord, to place Your hand upon us. May the fingerprints of God be all over us today, Lord. May we look and be Your people. Lord, You have declared that we are Your army. And Lord, that we are to march forward. But Lord, right now, Lord, we need to get some things together before we go out of that door. And Lord, today we settle it. Today it's settled in heaven and it's settled settled in earth. God, I submit my heart to You. And Lord, I, I know, Lord, You will establish the plans, Father. You put the desire in my heart and You will fulfill that desire, Father. Lord, You called us, Lord, to Paris, Tennessee to bring the Gospel here, Father, to reach the lost. God, I know that I know that I know, Lord, that You want to transform this city for Jesus Christ. And Lord, I pray today, Lord, my prayer is use me, Lord. Use me, Lord, for Your kingdom work. God, I pray, Lord, that as a church, as a body, Lord, that we would submit ourselves to You. Lord, that we would quit being frustrated and we would just enter into the rest of God. Lord, let us enter into that rest. Lord, that quiet spot, Lord, where You can rejuvenate us, Lord. Where You can speak to our soul. Bring rest to our bodies. Bring rest to our spirit. Lord, and bring energy, Lord, to our walk for You. God, I thank You, Lord Jesus, that You have baptized us in the Holy Spirit this morning for the newness of work that You're calling us to. God, I thank You, Lord, for this team that has come today to bring the Gospel message to us. Lord, we accept it, Father. We accept the mantle, Lord. Here am I. Send me. Lord, here we are. Here we are as a church, Lord. Send us. Send us to accomplish what You want to be done. Lord, may we link arms with fellow believers all through this county, God, to bring the message of hope. You are the God of hope, Father. I thank You and I worship You. Lord, touch each and every one of us as we submit to You. As we submit to Your plan, God, maybe it's not been our plan, but Lord, we will change our plan, Father. We want our plan to be Your plan. So God, make it obvious to us. We'll walk in the plan of God. Lord, add Your super to our natural so that great and mighty things will be accomplished. In the name of Jesus we pray.